Welcome to EMP, the electronic music production podcast with your host, Marshall Arnold. How you doing? That's me. It's October 18th, 2010. This is episode number one. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in and I will give you a little bit of background on what the show is going to be about and a little bit of my musical history and we'll get into doing some production. Um, basically... EMP stands for Electronic Music Production. This is a podcast that uh, will be syndicated via RSS feed on wavenetradio.com as well as iTunes, Zune Marketplace, as many places as I can get the show out to. And essentially the show is going to be about, obviously, producing electronic music, whether that be electronic dance music or electronic music production for sound design for video games or scoring for film and television. Um, basically, the show is going to document my studio sessions uh, similar to future music when they have in the studio and they go to famous people studios. Uh, I am not one of those famous people. I am a independent producer and self-taught haven't had any schooling or anything and so I am not a seasoned professional uh, hopefully one day but not today so that's kind of the idea of the show I myself am a Denver based music producer I started producing music in August of 2001 and essentially I started with I'm just going to give a little bit of my my background here. Let me launch this program called uh, Dream Station, which is the first soft synth that I ever used. This is what I taught myself how to produce on. And I'll bring this up for everybody. This is a... Uh, I don't know why that's doing that. <clears throat> this is a uh, MIDI tracking program. Let me get it back up. There we go. And essentially it's 32 tracks. Um, really simple program, basically. Uh, let's see if I can show you a little bit here. Come over here. Kind of see that's... 32 tracks that you've got of sequencing. This type of program worked on loops down here where the yellow box is. Let me see if I can make it go down. Yeah, see, I don't have... It, this uh, screen capture program doesn't actually show my mouse, so you'll have to look kind of closely at the screen. But basically, this is a uh, MIDI tracking program. There's three oscillators at the top, uh, an amplifier... Filter, LFO, I mean, it's got pretty much the basics of your standard synthesizer. And this was a real gem, I thought, when I started producing. I, I had no idea what I was doing, and this was kind of a nice start. I'll go ahead and play this track for you. This is one of my original tracks starting out. So this is going to suck balls, just to let you know, but I'll just go ahead and play it for you. At least a little bit. So, as you can see, the tracker is moving. The uh, counter starts at zero. I think, I'm not sure how long this song is. It's been a while since I've looked at it, but. 
Obviously, I, I'm not sure if there was MIDI input on this or not. Back when I started, I was really poor and had no money for any kind of hardware. This was a $50 soft synth and got me started. Now the uh, percussion, the kick drum, the snare, the hi-hats, all that, that was actually sampled from, you know, sampled one-shot hits from Hammerhead, if anybody remembers Hammerhead. It has a really simple drum machine, had 808, 909 stuff in it. Itself, it, it, like Hammerhead itself was, in my opinion, real kind of a piece of shit as far as sequencing. So that's part of the reason why I love this Dream Station software is because I was able to take one-shot samples from Hammerhead, import them as, as uh, PCM samples into this, and sequence them in the tracker along with melodies that I would write using the synthesizer in different tracks. So anyway, that that's kind of what I've got there. And that's just an example of what I started with. So um, I went from there on to actually released an album called uh, Digital Connection. And my artist name then was The Veg. I obviously have dropped that alias. And, but you could probably still find this CD at uh, cdbaby.com and it is out of print but it's got some samples you can listen to if you're interested in my old crap anyway uh i went from there on to to move on to something a little more professional you might have heard of it it's called reason and i started with reason 2.5 in 2004 and i'm not gonna play the tracks through Reason, I have tried setting this show up a couple of times and had a lot of problems getting it going. So what I will do is I will play some sample tracks from back in the day. Um, let me see if I can find some old stuff. Okay, so this is a track called Sonic Tracer. Uh, this was produced in Reason, uh, I believe 3.0, so it's not the 2.5. I've got some old stuff. Um, I'm not going to pull it up, though. So I'll let you kind of listen to this a little bit. So, and this is not bad. For a reason track, I think most people would agree. Not bad at all. There it goes, there it goes. So this is a uh, an unreleased track, I, I never released it. It was actually the last Reason track, 100% Reason track that I made before purchasing actual hardware synthesizers. The uh, the first synthesizer I ever purchased was 
a Roland SH-201. That was a really sick synthesizer. I really loved it. Um, I ended up buying a V-Synth GT a couple months later, so I did end up selling it, the SH-201. But I do have a YouTube video online that you can check out if you're interested in that uh, for the SH-201. If you just search SH-201 uh, or Roland SH-201, I think you can find it on YouTube. So, anyway, from there, like I said, I started uh, purchasing hardware in 2006. Got Pro Tools 6.9 and an M-Box. Uh, a Nord Lead 2X, a Roland SH-201, a V-Synth GT. That's kind of the hardware package I, I kind of started with and really started making some headway. I'll go ahead and shut this off. <clears throat> anyway, that, that track's called Sonic Tracer. Uh, if, you're, if you really want it that bad, if you think it's so awesome, just email me and I will uh, get you a copy of that track. But anyway, um, so yeah, back to Pro Tools. Pro Tools 6.9 started with in 2006. Uh, I had my first actual record released in 2007 on a record label called Dirty Circuit Records. They're 100% dubstep now, at least as far as I understand. So I obviously I'm no longer on that label. But uh, they did release my first few albums, or EPs I should say. And Not Made in China was my very first one. It had a couple of Reason tracks on it, as well as a couple of Pro Tools tracks. I will look for a track to play you from that. Okay, so this is a track called Simon Says. This was released on Dirty Circuit Records in 2007. This was mostly Nord Lead 2X and um, I think a V-Synth. Not the GT, just the regular V-Synth. That's what I started with. So I'll play a little bit of this. And Reason, I used Reason to sequence all the percussion, all the kick drums and snares and hi-hats and all that was all Reason. This was one of my favorites on this release. This is, a, I think, a four-track release on Dirty Circuit Records. But this was uh, probably my favorite. I, I just got to play this part because I love 
the snares that I used in this breakdown here. Oh, that's sweet. I love that. So anyway, that is that track is available on beatport.com. If you search Marshall Arnold, you'll find it. And that was my first release on uh, Dirty Circuit Records. So Anyway, that's a little bit of my background as far as that's concerned. Um, currently, I'm assigned to Addictive Vibe Records, signed with them in 09, and have my first release called Inside Your Radios coming out uh, later this month in October, as far as I know. So stay tuned for that. And let, I can play, I'll play a little bit of what I've got on there. Let me find. I'll go ahead and play a little bit of Inside Your Radio, which is the feature track on that. The title track, I should say. It's more electro house. I, I had I had always been a big fan of trance. Still am. I, I still love trance, but more classic trance, like late 90s early 2000s that that that's that's my flavor flavor that's my favorite anyway this is just playing off the media player um baseline is reason percussions uh all sequenced in reason um some of the effects is, is reason which the melody coming in there is a korg ms 2000 And I used my V-Synth GT to get the uh, vocoder effect, which you'll hear in just a moment. And I think one of the other synth lines is from the V-Synth. It's a Super Saw patch. I don't know. So that should be out later this month. It's called Inside Your Radio. It's a four-track EP release on Addictive Vibe Records. So be sure to check that out. I'll go ahead and shut that off for now. Anyway, so um, so far, that's what's going on as far as I am concerned. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of background what I'm working with here in the studio. Um, I am running Pro Tools. Um, 8.4 on a AMD 6-core processor unit. I can't remember what the... It, just in case you're interested, I, it's written a... If I could speak. It's an AMD Phenom 2 X6 1090T processor, 3.2 gigahertz. It's uh, pretty sweet. It's up there with the i7s. Uh, running uh, Windows 7, 32-bit. I've got 4 gigs of RAM, only uh, 3 gigs are usable because of the 32-bit system. And I have in the studio, I'll show you a little bit of the hardware. This is a uh, Korg R3, if you're familiar with with that. And then over here I've got the Roland vSynth GT. 
So those are the two hardware synths I currently have. And as far as plugins are concerned for Pro Tools, um, I'm running Arturia uh, plugins, Artaz plugins, uh, Minimoog 5, or I'm sorry, Minimoog V. Uh, I think it's version 2. Analog Factory version 2.5, also Arturia. East-West plugins, I've got the Quantum Leap Symphonic Orchestra Platinum Plus and Quantum Leap Storm Drums 2, the next generation, which is one of the sickest, uh, I guess, percussion plugins I've found. Uh, Motu Symphonic Instrument, which since I've upgraded to Windows 7, I can't, I haven't been able to get it to work yet. Uh, I'm hoping I'll figure that out. Uh, Reason 4.0, Record 1.0, which I won't be using Record much in this uh, podcast, but I do have it. Uh, Rebirth, which probably play with that. It's a TB303 emulation from Propellerhead. Um, IK Multimedia, I've got the Sample Moog from them. Native Instruments Battery 3, which I probably will not use very often. And, of course, my DAW is Pro Tools 8.04. So, anyway, that's what I'm running with. And, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to work on the intro music. (laughs) I haven't finished the intro music for this show yet as of the time I am recording this. Obviously, by the time you are watching this, you will have heard the intro music. Anyway, the intro song is called EMP. And this is the session that I have set up here. Um, What I've got is the R3 is hooked up right now, and I am running a custom patch that I created. A little bit of a modification of one of the presets. Um, All this other MIDI has already been captured down here as far as the audio. Uh, I used to have a Moog Little Fatty. I've since sold that. Um, one of these days I'll probably buy buy one again. But I've had a bunch of since sold them, bought them, sold them, bought them. You know how it is. Being a musician, sometimes you need the cash, so you sell your your assets. Um, anyway, so I'm using Reason. For my percussion and side chaining, I'll uh, show you a little bit of my my setup here. Um, what I like to do is I'll sit, start up like I've got templates that I've made a whole bunch of different stuff, but what I have here is just a standard setup for me. It's pretty common for the most part. This actually has some other shit in it because it was actually borrowed from an old song. And took a bunch of the crap out. But what I like to do, basically, is I will set up individual redrum units, like this one here. And this has some hi-hats in it, as you can hear. This one has some more hi-hats. This one is my crash with some effects. And some claps down here. And snares. This is all empty stuff, actually. I think I can delete all this. This is all stuff from instruments that that I deleted. This is kind of sloppy. Sorry about that. So I'll delete all that crap. Oh, look, here's some more crap. 
Let's get rid of all this crap. Actually, this is a sidechain thing down here. But anyway, I think I can get rid of all this. Okay, so what I like to do is I'll set up a bunch of redrums with individual uh, one-shot hits for kick drum hi-hats, and I'll separate them all so that I can control each section independently of one another. That way, if I want to throw a filter on something or if I want a little bit more reverb or a little bit less reverb on something, I'm able to do that like very easily. Um, I'm, However you sequence your percussion, I'm sure it works just fine. This is just how I do it. So if you hate it, like too bad, that's just how I do it. And I will be doing it that way forever. <laughs> I don't know, actually, but probably for a while. So anyway, let me play a little bit of what I got here. MIDI that's going to come into play here in a minute. This is playing live right off of this R3 right here. Got the arpeggiator running on it, and I've obviously sequenced some notes. up the wrong reason file. This is, I have a couple of different ones. Let me shut this one off. Actually, let me just open up the right one. Oops, that's not the right one either. Damn it. First episode, I'm ruining everything. Oh, this is going to take a minute. Here, have a stare at the screen while I take a puff on my electronic cigarette. All right, let's pull this up. Thank you. 
see this is the wrong one too. Let me get the right one. I opened it up. There it goes. So it says it's missing files, but it's a lie. Whatever it's missing is not needed. While we're waiting for me to get my act together here, um, if you would like to send in feedback about the show, if you have questions about how to do something as far as production is concerned, uh, or if you have any recommendations for some cool plugins that I should try, um, go ahead and send me an email. I'll throw it up here on the screen you can email emp at wavenetradio.com and i will answer your questions as soon as i can if you have any and i think i finally have the right reason file <laughs> So I'm going to try and steer clear doing tutorials like full on. Now I may specify certain things, give some tips and tricks on how to do a few things here and there, but overall, this is just kind of for me to produce. So if you're interested in my process in particular, it's going to be a good show for you.
Okay, so I think what I'm going to do first here is capture the R3 sample, which I had already done uh, down here at the very bottom. It says R3 ARP, but I have edited the sound a little bit, and I'll play you the difference. So here's here's... Here's what I have now that we're going to capture here in a minute. Okay, and then this is what I had captured when I originally started working on this track a while back. on this is bus 11 and 12 so what we're going to do is we're going to go to the auxiliary which is here we're going to set our bus to 11 and 12 the output bus we're going to hit record on our input and before we do this oh, I've got some feedback that might be some shitty cables Right, so what we're going to do here is I am going to deactivate these inserts because I do not want to record these. So we're just going to bypass them all. I pretty much have these all set up in this other channel anyways. So we'll see what we get here. It's weird to get some fuzzy buzzy going on all right and then we'll come over down here and just make sure I don't think these matter but we're gonna go ahead and turn them off anyway just so you can see I'm I'm just hitting the bypass button because I don't want to delete them per se Alright, so we're set to record, and what we're going to do is we're going to go up to the MIDI sequence up here. We're just going to record through the whole thing, because I don't want to sit around and wait for it. So, we'll start it just a tiny bit earlier just to make sure the filter hits correctly. Anyway, I can show you that. That's the uh, controller section 74. That is the filter. So we're set to record our audio down here at the bottom. And we'll hit record. Actually, let me turn the looping off. And we'll play. 
Okay, so here we go. down here in the bottom. something I didn't like so we're gonna go into here and it looks to me there it is the filter is starting just a little bit late so we'll just fix that and then we will start over that's why it's nice having this stuff man Okay, well, I guess what we can do, since we've already got the first half, is we'll just record this part. I'm extended past a little bit so I get the re reverb trails in the recording. It makes for a nice blend.
Okay, so we'll stop it there. And we'll just play back, make sure we've got what we want. And we can actually delete this. Alright, so we'll turn the record off. We're going to mute our auxiliary. And play it back. Uh, now, I, I turned... Oh, shit. I didn't mean to do that. Um, no problem, though. No. I believe this was the side chain... I want to say it was bus three. I could be wrong. Let's look at this one. Bus three. Bus three is my side chain coming from Reason. And we're going to turn all this stuff back on. This is what the original one, the original recording had as far as effects. And we're just going to turn all this back on. Let's see how it sounds. So we're obviously pretty loud now.
So I think now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back into Reason here. I'm going to start setting up some effects. Actually, let's make sure I've got my percussion the way I want it here. Um, So what we're going to do, let's go ahead and just save this. Let's make sure we got it. Save this. And so now that we've kind of got that, we'll come back to that a little bit later if we need to. But so what we're going to do now, like I said before, is start setting up some effects and reason now this track's about halfway done so what i like to do is get the first pretty much half of the track out of the way uh start working on sweeps and fills for transitioning and maybe work on the intro because i plan on extending the intro with a nice little thing and then we'll start working on the break and then try and figure out a way to bring it all back together at the end so that's kind of my plan and so because the track is called EMP, it'd be nice to have something that sounds like kind of like an EMP. So what we're going to do is we'll probably end up doing some layering. And 
me see if I can get a get a keyboard working on reason here. I might have to unplug it and plug it back in. We'll see. No, of course it's not going to work. So what we'll do is we'll just shut this R3 off. Put it on that. Turn it off. And then I'm going to turn it back on. That way, when it reinitializes here, bink, there's the green arrow. Now we can use it in reason. It's really ridiculous, actually. And I, I'm not sure if anybody knows of a way to be able to activate and deactivate uh, MIDI um, instruments like this. It would be really helpful to me. So... If not, no worries. I can always just do what I just did. So what we're going to do here is we're going to set up a new mixer here at the bottom, holding down our shift key, right-clicking, and we're going to go to mixer. We're going to right-click again, and let's set up a maelstrom. Maelstrom is one of my favorite synths in Reason. Use it all the time. Let's see if it will give it to us. There she is. All right, let's. I think that's a way I can do a little. And I'm at the bottom. I'm little. Okay, I'm dumb. Actually, let's put me up here. Okay, so... <laughs> now, our mixer is not hooked up. And the reason why I wanted to do that is because we're going to hook it up to the hardware interface. Find this stupid thing. This is all the instruments in this one rack. This is kind of ridiculous, actually. But we should have one for our hardware, and it's usually right at the top, I thought. It doesn't do them both. That's okay. And the reason why I'm doing this is I'm going to use Rewire in Pro Tools. To up a new track. Shortcuts, I think it's Control-Shift-N, but because I've got so much other shit going on, I don't want it to 
mess up here. So I'm just setting up a track over here. We're going to set up auxiliary input. Stereo, we'll create it. We'll label it. Reason effects. Change the color. I like to try and keep things color-coded so it's easy to identify right away. Yeah, this is an auxiliary. Actually, this should go with the other auxiliaries, which actually I believe are red. Yeah. Red-ish. So, let's change that. And so what we're going to do here is we're going to go to our multi-channel instrument. We'll go down to Reason Stereo. And now, since we hooked into our hardware, I believe it's three and four. <clears throat> okay, so that's the Maelstrom playing. down here initialize the patch and what I like to do is just kind of set up some standard effects equalizer actually this should go Let's do this again Equalizer, reverb. Now this can be done obviously in Pro Tools utilizing the uh, plugins that come with Pro Tools for effects. So as you can see, we just have a sine wave. And so what we're going to do is a little bit of sound design. But I think we're going to do that in the next episode. So, because that's going to be about an hour. And I think I'm going to cut this now. So. Okay, well, uh, thanks for tuning in to my first live Studio production. I know it's not really live, but you know what I'm saying. Like I said, go ahead and send me an email, emp at wavenet radio, the address on the screen there if you have questions or comments. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash wavenet radio, twitter.com, or I'm sorry, facebook.com slash wavenet radio, and there's actually another one that is not on here. have it on here. It's my website. And it is. This guy right here. MarshallArnold.com Let's check out my website if you'd like. Um, been great having you and i am going to probably call it a night actually and i'll get back into this probably tomorrow so we'll save our session
And so it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.